2: Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets on PetLifeRadio.com My name is Brandy Stark and I'm your host for this episode And today we have a topic that I've always found fascinating I have to say I never saw myself doing a show But I am so delighted to be doing it Because not only do I get to talk to interesting people Such as our guest Sue but uh, we will also be talking about a fascinating subject which is all about shadow people and not only are there shadow people but something that is even more interesting shadow animals which have been reported on and off throughout the past I would say at least 50 years but we'll we'll find out a little bit more from Miss Fowler about that Sue Fowler is an expert with the shadow figure in the shadow phenomena she has been on numerous shows and she was actually recommended to me by one of my own investigators and it turns out that we actually have a longer history together because i knew her uh, way back in the days via email when i first started investigating so i'm absolutely delighted to have her on the show and am looking very much forward to this topic but first we need to pause for these commercials and we will be right back
1: Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal Pets will reappear before you can say, Bigfoot, don't run away.
0: fume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Pawfume's super long-lasting sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Pawfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Pawfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Pawfume. P-A-W-F-U-M-E.
3: Greetings, human. What planet am I on?
4: Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent.
3: To my condo in Boca.
4: Pet Planet magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com
1: Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host,
2: Welcome back. Today's topic are Shadow Figures, Shadow People, and actually much more pertinent to this show, Shadow Animals. And our guest today is Sue Fowler, who is a secondary social studies teacher, former administrator of the Virginia Ghost Hunting Group, Ghost Research of Tidewater. And in fact, one of my own investigators uh, used to work with her, and she has just glowing reviews. Now living in Lansing, Michigan, she became interested in ghosts and shadow people after seeing a shadow person and evidence of poltergeist activity at an early age. She was the first on the Internet to have a web page about shadow people back in 1996, all those years ago. (laughs) Very long time ago. Which has since just blossomed into a website dedicated to paranormal anomalies based on shadow figures. So, Sue, welcome to the show, and we are just delighted to have you today. Well, thank you very much for that very glowing introductory. No Well, I I am very excited to have you on here. As you know, uh, we have a, a joint friend named Verna, and she was just... Thrilled. And uh, as I said, I have personally studied shadow figures. I do remember seeing your site a very long time ago and, and being reintroduced to it. Uh, they are just, wow. I mean, what can you say? Actually, we'll start with that. What can you say? What are, what are shadow people or what are shadow figures?
5: Well, I think the the general feeling is is that shadow people are some kind of interdimensional being. I think that most of them are ghosts, but I think that there are other interdimensional <laughs> form that um, can kind of pop in and out of our our world, our uh, our own dimension. And um, for some reason, though, I think that they you have to break down shadow people in, in different types. And there are shadow people who are ghosts, and they look pretty much like us, and they move around, and they they watch people. But then there are some other kind of shadow people that might be a little bit different. They're more skittish. They can be kind of evil. Their intentions are unclear, and they definitely make people uncomfortable when they see them. Mm -hmm. So that's as much as I can Tell you about shadow people from my own experience and from what I get from the mounds of emails that I've have received on the topic.
2: Now these are the kind I believe there's one sub category of shadow figure, if I'm not mistaken, that shows up with hats. Is that correct? Right. With the there are hat? two
5: different types. Right, and there's there's ones that are I think are ghosts. The second category is what I call attired shadows. Mm-hmm. They usually have hats a fedora type of hat, uh, a top hat. I've even heard of cowboy hats. For mm-hmm. some reason, the hatted people are, they keep the witnesses uncomfortable. Then there's okay. a third type of shadow people that doesn't really have a definite form where they just seem to be, they can be globs or wispy, smoky objects that seem to move like people, but you can't really see a shape. We, we've so had I've broken route. them down into three types. Okay. And that's a wrap. Right.
2: The ones that I just personally find fascinating, and I will admit, I have something with fedoras. I don't know what it is. I just think men and fedoras are are it. But... The, the ones with the hats are just really interesting, and I have had people describe them to me. I've, now, I've never seen one, and I don't think I really want to because they're – particularly the ones in the top hats, as far as I can tell, seem to be really the ones that are, are fairly nefarious. Some people have even described them as like opera capes you know, that these gentlemen are wearing. But uh, they do make people you know, very uncomfortable. But they still remain kind of this enigma. And, of course, one of the big enigmas in paranormal investigation is, you know, why do ghosts manifest clothing, you would think, you know, if it's just consciousness, you know, where are they getting their outfits from? And, uh, you know, how do they manifest cars and automobiles and that sort of thing? But but the hat, you know, is just it's just really interesting. And I don't know. But, yes, it uh,
5: is, because the hat seemed to be an identifying factor, as if it's supposed to be Signal something to the witness as meaning something. I used to think that when they saw the top hats, they were really seeing somebody from 1800s when they wore top hats. Mm -hmm. And the fedora is the same thing. Men today don't wear hats at all. Which is such a shame. Yeah, it is. And... So I I used to think that it it meant something to the person who saw, if their father wore a fedora hat, that might make sense that they saw a shadow on a fedora hat. It might be a ghost of their father. Okay. But um, there's also another type I forgot to mention I meant to, and that is the, um, the cloaked or hooded figure. Oh, okay. Um, those are also the attired, those are almost always negative. Sometimes they come with glowing red eyes. Oh, my, yeah. That's feature of shadow people. But the hooded ones are probably the most frightening of all of them.
2: So it they kind of look threatening. Almost like reapers, grim reapers?
5: Right. Well, there's okay. the hooded type that have, like, the monk's cloak. The i time, sometimes shadow people seem to come in in waves. I get, like, a number about hooded ones all of a sudden, like, it's something that's occurring right now that a lot of people are seeing hooded figures with eyes, okay so um, but yeah it it gives me, they look more like the unibomber, I guess,
2: without the glasses, you know that kind of figure interesting, well, I know that because of the what i 'm starting to specialize in, and actually what I have specialized in which which are animal ghosts really. <laughs> And I, I have a few living animals in the background that are making some noise, but uh, you can't talk about pets without having a few. But I've been asked about shadow animals, and actually I myself have seen one, and this for me is very unusual because I am i normally don't see entities. I suspect I have an instinctual quality. I mean, you know, you can kind of tell when you're being watched or there's something about to happen, but there's nothing that, you know, I don't get to say, you know, you know, this person's name I don't see them you know I, you have to use equipment and usually you know I'm distracted anyway because I'm trying to monitor the equipment and, and the investigation but I do remember this one very clearly it's one of the very few manifestations that I've ever directly seen and I think I was the only one who saw it and I'm not sure if there's a reason for that if it's an affinity with animals or what but we were actually doing an investigation in Temple Terrace which is about maybe 40 minutes from st petersburg where i'm at and uh, this homeowner had two small children and she had this entity that i'm pretty sure she was poking at actually was kind of aggravating and frustrated and it was actually in her bedroom bathroom you know she was i think there were a lot of mitigating factors going on here and she seemed to have some negativity but this entity was acting up so the spirits of st petersburg does not normally close or exercise but i had uh At that point, two members of the team who thought that there was a portal upstairs, there was a vortex or an opening, and they thought that they could close it. And this woman had two kids, and they were both young, and uh, she was very high strung. So I thought, well, even if they can't close it, it's a psychological issue at this point. And both of these members had kind of long-running backgrounds with, with dealing with kind of the more sensitive, spiritual aspect of paranormal investigation. So we went up. And they were working on closing the portal and they had stationed people kind of around the room just to observe. And I remember I was standing uh, actually in the doorway to the bathroom, interestingly enough, and my job was to monitor, of all fun things, the bathroom, primarily because that's where the entity was so active. And... You know, she would do things like make the bathtub stopper disappear, this, that, and the other, and, you know, throw shampoo, and, you know, I mean, it was just pretty mm-hmm. bizarre stuff. Well, as I was okay. standing there with, uh, well, it was a strange... Anyway, <laughs> as I was standing there, <laughs> you have no idea the cases some days, but maybe you do now. <laughs> yes, they <I> do. <laughs> I had a video camera and I was trying to, you know, kind of hold it and, and get a panoramic of the bathroom. And all of a sudden, this little black creature, and I, I can't describe it any other way other than it kind of looked partially like a, a bobcat partially kind of like a raccoon in shape it was very strange and I only saw really the top of its head the top of its back and I knew that it had a tail and I don't know much about the tail but and it, it was even stranger because it was black with black spots and I have no idea how I even know that and the spots weren't normal I mean they were almost triangular shaped as or diamond shaped as I recall and this little thing bolted out of the bathroom straight at me, and it was so fast. The only thing that I had time to do was, uh, I, I think I took a step back. I was so surprised, and I, I was lowering my camera, and by that point, it was gone. It was already past, disappeared. I mean, it was, it was just a fraction of a second. That has always kind of stayed with me, because I believe that it might have been a shadow animal, because it doesn't remind me of any animal that possibly ever existed. I've even gotten an email fairly recently... And the email just says, I've heard of shadow people, but this was different. Three friends and I were sitting on the patio around 10 p.m. I looked at the base of an end table when a small shadow, for lack of better term, flew out across the floor over my feet in front of everyone at incredible speed. All four of us saw it. We all said, what was that? At the same time, it was about the size of a football, and the speed was just unbelievable. My dog would not come outside that night, which is unusual. Any idea what it could possibly be? And then he kind of further defined it in a later email as kind of being, again, a cat shape, which is always fairly interesting. But he's not sure. You know, it was just kind of this, this uh, odd occurrence. And uh, about... Four months ago, uh, the spirits just did another investigation in downtown St. Petersburg, and uh, one of our investigators saw this little shadow zip, That's that's exactly how she describes it, it zipped around, around the foot of a little girl's bed and just disappeared. And again, it was very low to the ground. The homeowners had complained of sometimes feeling like there was a cat walking across them. So I always thought that was interesting as well uh, when there was nothing there. So we've got at least three instances of these ideas of shadow animals. And I don't know what to make of it. So I'd, I'd like to get your opinion.
5: Well, the first thing that I noticed is that you mentioned the speed of the the creature that moves. I don't get a lot of uh, stories about shadow animals, but I do have several, and they all mention the same thing about it um, moving very, very fast. And I mean, I probably have five. If I, by several, I mean five. Okay. <laughs> so, but the speed is, is something. It, it's, you can't quite make out what type of animal it is. It seems to be more the size of a cat, and it seems to have the agility of a cat. But you never quite see its ears or the shape of its snout to make sure that it's a cat. Because I know that I saw one once. After my cat died, I had a Siamese, beautiful Siamese cat who died. And about a year later, I thought I actually saw the cat, you know, the white Siamese cat slink across the floor just for a second. And I, I don't see ghosts either. But I just saw her as if she was moving on her way to the bathroom where she used to hang out around the faucet. And um, not long after that, I was going to bed and I was sitting at my, I was just sitting down. I just turned off the light. and I went to turn to the pillows and kind of fluff them up. And behind the pillow, which was right up against the wall, darted this black animal that just leaped out from behind the pillow, hit the bed, about the edge and then dropped to the floor. And I would tell you that I thought it was a cat. It was the same shape and size. But again, it went so fast Mm -hmm. that you hardly have time to to respond.
2: Well, good. At least these stories are matching. That's a good sign.
5: Right, yes. And uh, that's why I mentioned the speed because it seems to be very similar. Now, I have a couple of stories here where a woman said that she had uh, started to see Animal shapes at the baseboard of her of her broom, and these were small, a little bit smaller than cat, but she couldn't make out if it was a hamster or a a mouse, but they just seemed to be kind of round and they seemed to scurry away wow. like it was a an animal. Some of them seemed to hop as like a rabbit, but she doesn't mention ears and yes. so um I had heard of a number of people who who have seen these small animal. Uh, types at the baseboard i can not imagine what they are as soon as you notice them and most people seem to see these head-on um... opposed to seeing them like out of the peripheral vision mm-hmm. um, but they just scurry away behind a baseboard or television or some obstacle and the same woman said that she thought that the largest animals i've ever heard of or that someone has written to me about was um, this man was driving down the road. It was dark at night. He was near a dairy farm, so the dairy farm was on his right side, and there was some thick woods on his left side. And in the middle of the road, he saw two large black things there, figures. They didn't look like people, but they looked more like bears. Wow. And he went to... As he drove closer to them, Mm -hmm. these forms just disappeared. And he had thought he was you know, driving up to the bears, he was going to scare them off, but they just disappeared. Those are the largest. And I've never really heard of any animals bigger than, than cats. Um,
2: And what I find interesting is that you described the little ones. And actually, after the show, I'll have to talk with you because I've got a paranormal rodent page and I want to see if I can exchange (laughs) some information with you. I know that they're out there. But the interesting thing that I've heard from what you're describing, and I remember this very distinctly with mine, was the the curve of the back. That's why I say it was kind of like a raccoon because they have that curvy back Mm -hmm. and the bears are curvy and you describe little kind of roundish shapes. And that's really interesting. Do you have any idea what that might mean? I mean, why are they curvy?
5: Yes, I don't know if I don't know if I can really mention this on the show. But there was a, a ghost hunting show on television. I don't okay, you know what I'm referring to. Yes, I'm and sure. And they I do. one time showed, had on video,
2: mm-hmm.
5: a small animal type creature, shadow form. They got on video is leaping up and down a platform. It looks like a tabletop. I don't know if you saw that, but the one thing I noticed was. It was somewhat like a monkey, and it moved somewhat like a cat, but it seemed to kind of have a hump on the back as it moved, almost crab-like okay. in its movement, but it kind of che- moved from a crab-like movement into a cat-like movement. So was that an animal? I mean, it was some kind of creature I never even heard of. They had no idea what it was either, but they, they thought it, was, it resembled most, mostly a cat more than anything
2: now that that is interesting, so it 's this enigmatic grouping that we see some similarities of stories, but they 're still an enigma mhm
5: wow yes and, uh, right and I noticed that people who see uh, animal shadow animals or in particular shadow cats also seem to have experiences with shadow people as well. There seems to Uh-oh. be kind of a connection there. I Excellent. did hear one other story about a shadow dog, and I just found this one this morning, okay. where uh, a woman had said that she had walked into her living room, saw her dog, trot into the room, leap up to her favorite chair, and snuggled down, and then as she was walking away from the room, she realized her dog was outside in the backyard, you know, with the, the house door was locked. So she turned around to look back at the chair, and there was <laughs> nothing there. But she said it was, she thought it was a dog, so wow. there are all kinds of animals.
2: That is really interesting, and actually on that we're going to pause for just a few moments for a couple of announcements, but let's pick that back up when we get back.
1: Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away.
0: Give your dog some thought. With Dog Thoughts, it's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about.
4: Hey, what do do you man- Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. I've read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's
0: right. Jay Leno talked about it. CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind <laughs> on your iPhone, of course.
1: Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host.
2: Welcome back. We are talking about shadow figures and, in specific, shadow animals. We've gotten some really interesting stories. I've actually been taking notes as uh, Sue Fowler, our guest, has been talking because this is, it truly is a fascinating subject. It's still unknown, even with everything that's been advanced with paranormal investigation. And it's a, a category of ghosts that... Now personally I deal with the Caspers myself I'm I'm not much into the dark figures but I do have a team that I have been co-consulting with or consulting with recently that does hostile cases and of course they called me in because there's an animal elemental and I I have a soft spot for animals and I I'm still trying to kind of process through that you know elemental idea but but these are absolutely interesting stories so we've heard about small animals the monkey-like creature that was described from a television show, bears or bear-like creatures, cats seem to be very common. They all seem to be very felinoid. And then even the the one dog that kind of came in and snuggled down. Now, that's interesting because unlike most of these others, the dog wasn't moving. It sounds like you know the small creatures run away, the cats are running away, but the dog actually got into the chair, the shadow dog, and settled down, which is, is kind of unusual, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah,
5: I never heard of one that didn't uh, a shadow being that didn't dart away the minute it was noticed. Yeah, uh, it, it sort of depends on the person who's witnessing it. She was relaxed. She was moving away. <laughs> she didn't seem to pay much attention to the the dog because she just thought it was her dog doing its usual routine <laughs> daily, you know, maneuvers. So. That might have had something to do with it. I think it's when you take absolute notice of it and turn and direct your attention to it that that's when they dart away. It's like they don't really want you to know that they're there. Okay. Um,
2: Well, do we have any idea of of what they might want? Uh, Do they have a purpose?
5: I don't know. One thing that I, I noticed about shadow cats is that very often people have cats, real cats, too. So just like shadow people seem to hang around, real people, it could be that, shadow, that cats have their own shadow ghosts that follow them around too. Or they simply might be the ghost of a deceased cat. It might have been my cat, Bonnie, although I've never seen her leap off the mm-hmm. bed like that. And But she just spend all her time cocking out on my bed. Mm-hmm. So it could have been her ghost. She could have returned and paid a visit. But I can't actually positively state I know what they are. I'm still looking at the research on that.
2: Wow. Yeah, it, it is kind of strange because, as I said, I had no connection with this one homeowner when I saw the you know, the, the lynx-like creature, the bobcat or whatever it was. And Roser, they didn't have a kitten at all. They didn't have any cats uh, the first time we were there, but they did, <laughs> they did the second or third recheck that we did. Uh, a little white kitten, actually, and it was tiny. It was a little tiny thing. So that that is actually pretty interesting. You know, if shadow people interact with us, they they normally, I believe, as I recall, and I believe I saw this on your website, but when a shadow person shows up, they don't directly interact with us with the exception of a couple of categories. And there's usually what you're calling the hooded figures, I believe, and the, the hatted figures. But whenever they do interact, it's usually that they pause, right? There's kind of this dramatic pause and they just kind of look at you. But is there ever a message that they pass on? I mean... Or is it? Is that their communication? I mean, how do they interact with us? Well, the benign
5: ones seem not to communicate at all. Okay. I mean, they're the ones that when you look at them, they dart away, and they don't seem to pose any threats. Mm-hmm. Now, the ones that are hatted or attired, or sometimes the, what I call the, there's a kind of a raggedy, wispy, smoky type, if they get too close, and sometimes they do, it's usually done in a threatening manner, and... It seems as if that they are trying to deliberately scare the witness as Mm -hmm. if that fear gives off energy that they can feed off of. Um, That's the only thing I can come up with is they all, because most people talk about how drained they are Mm -hmm. after they're near these things. However, the ones that dart away, they're usually seen from a distance.
2: They don't get too close. And it doesn't sound like the animals are doing that. Is that correct? They don't get close at all. Okay. I've run across. What about, uh, and actually, as I said, they almost always seem to be running away. (laughs) So, I guess they're not Mm -hmm. sucking out our energy, which is good, and they're not malignant, but they're just, there's almost always an element, I think, of surprise when people do see them, though. They still have an impact, but it's not the same malignant message, but it's, I don't know, it's almost like, I don't know if they're playing a joke, or if they're, I I don't get the impression that they are. They don't seem happy, they just seem to be running. But they Mm. almost always seem to leave behind a, a sense of What was that? You know, that surprise.
5: Right. I think sometimes shadow animals might be drawn to the person because either that person likes animals and maybe that animal wants to be close to somebody but not that close. (laughs) Because animals are usually, cats don't like to be bothered too much. Or um, if there's some other reason, like I said, um, that they might just be hanging around another animal. Okay. I um, I often felt like the shadow animals might be drawn some somehow to a location because it's comfortable for them or okay. they just feel at ease there. Or.
2: Could be. Now have you any stories about animals, actual animals sensing shadow figures or shadow animals? All
5: the so, time. Okay, So <laughs> no, That's a Okay, Cats in particular are very sensitive to shadows and ghosts. Okay. They seem to react the most to shadows. I know that I've gotten several people who said that they might be the only person in the whole family that sees or senses the shadow person that's invading their home, except for their cat. And oh. the cat will usually be... But there's also something else I've noticed about cats. I'm going to change the subject a little bit here. Cats seem to not only respond to shadows, but they also seem to be protectors of the witnesses when the shadow forms are uh, have manifest themselves. And I think this is really curious. Is we that haven't. the minute that the shadow person comes into the room, the cat will hunch up and hiss at them. Okay. As if to, to ward it off. And it's interesting. And I have a number of those instances where cats seem to be protectors of the witnesses. And even the witness themselves said they felt that the cat was responsible for keeping the shadow at bay. Oh,
2: wow. We actually mm-hmm. have had, I think, two... Two or three guests on here who have said something very, very similar that you know cats are, are you know lead, according to lore and legend they're supposed to be between this world and the supernatural world and that sort of thing, but um, oftentimes they appear to be protectors. Uh, you know, you very rarely hear of a uh, we you, you, you hear of things like hellhounds from you know, the Celt ones and things like that, or the one-eyed Angus, or the you know the black devil dogs, or things like that. Right. But you don't mm-hmm. hear about it with a cat. You know, the cats are almost always independent and they don't manifest as an actual entity as such, and they seem to be protectors. There is something very different about a cat, which, you know, Oh, well, I have pugs, and I, I do consider to be you know them to be part canine, part human, and part feline, so, you know, maybe I'll be <laughs> safe with them. I don't know. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll have to borrow my mother's cat on occasion <laughs> just to keep her out. It yeah, uh, dogs have a different
5: opinion. I think that they're more likely to, to whimper and whine when they feel threatened by something, mm-hmm. that they can't really see or they're... Their master can't see. They're they more likely hard to get into a certain room that seems to be haunted or something like that. You have to kind of drag them to get into a room that has some kind of creature in there. Uh, but cats, no. It's like they're territorial, and you know, you stepped across something that they don't they don't want you there if you're going to bother them. They're definitely more protectors. I I have noticed that a lot from my male.
2: Now. How can, if people see a shadow figure or a shadow animal, how can people protect themselves?
5: There's a number of ways that I've, I've actually gone around. I'm actually in the process of trying to collect a number of methods of how to ward off shadow people. Mm-hmm. Now, the best methods are, tend to be prayers. And they don't have to be, you know, any particular type of prayer except for um, that you believe in them that they work. For instance, I used to say the prayer to the garden angel. I was raised Catholic. So whenever I felt a shadow or I felt evil nearby me, I would say these prayers, and within 20 minutes I felt fine. Okay. But other people have found different ways. Um, you can sage a house. Mm-hmm. Um, they, that seems to be temporary, mm-hmm. but it does clear out the house of ghosts and shadows for a while. Keeping bright lights. For one thing, shadows tend to hang around the darkest areas of a room, Okay. And I have one person who told me that the brightest lights he could find, he would put in those corners where he saw the shadows the most. And that finally got rid of them. So there's a, a number of different ways.
2: Now, what what should people do if they see a shadow figure or a shadow Ask animal? Ask
5: to leave. Okay. Sometimes it's that easy. Just say, don't bother me. I knew one person. In fact, I was in the very i didn't see the shadow but this happened when i was backpacking in ireland i'll just tell you this short little story i was backpacking in ireland with two other girls and we stayed in the hostel toward the end of the um, vacation year and we were the only people in the youth hostel well when we were sleeping at night one of my roommates woke up and saw a shadow man come into the room and he'd stopped at each one of our bunks and just stared at us there was only three of us so he went to one girl first and just kind of looked at her for a few minutes and moved off to my bunk and stared at me for a few minutes. And then as he was walking towards her, up until now, she thought it was the, the warden who ran the youth hostel who mm-hmm. was just making checks. But then she realized he was just in silhouette form and she could kind of see through him. And she just sat up and said, Put out her hand and said, Stop and don't come any closer. Don't bother me. And the shadow actually left and he just kind of like dissolved. And backed out of the room. So I never heard of anything being quite so simplistic in trying to get rid of a shadow. But that's all she did was ask it not to bother her. Wow. Now some of them, like the meaner ones, are difficult, more difficult.
2: Okay. Should people call for paranormal groups or people that are recommended to help them with those types of shadows? If all else fails, yes. Because okay.
5: if telling it to go away, if your saging doesn't work, if prayers don't work. If um, getting holy water doesn't work, um, I know some people who have bought a sword. I knew one man who bought a sword, and when he saw the shadow man come into his room, he got up and held the sword up to it and oh. said to it, "I'll fight you off." And he said he had it. He didn't just leave automatically. It came back a few more nights, acting more angrier than ever. But the man persisted with the sword and eventually got rid of it. So. It might have been just a symbolic measure, but it works, and that's all that needs to happen is to work. But if that doesn't work, I think most of us are uncomfortable with confronting something that we don't quite understand, make things worse, especially if you have children in the house. I would look into finding somebody who can get rid of them. Excellent. It might be a priest or a minister or somebody who specializes in
2: exercising entities. Wow. Well, you have been a wonderful guest. As I said, this is just talking with you a little bit has just, you know, I've got all sorts of new ideas and questions and, and very interesting things to really kind of think about. I guess I shouldn't think too hard. I don't want to summon anything here, but, you know, it's one of those, I've got the sage in the background there, but. I certainly appreciate so much that you took the time to speak with us. I know your schedule has been pretty busy. I know you're looking for a teaching position right now, as I recall. Yes, I am. So, well, it's so, been my pleasure, I'll tell you. I love talking about this subject. Oh, it's and it's always good when people like their subjects. <laughs> uh, now, if people want to read more, they can go to your website, which is www.shadowpeople.org. Is that correct? That's right. And this is the official Shadow People archive. And if they want to send right. you stories or ask questions, they're okay to do that.
5: Feel free to, um, I usually answer all my mail too. So yes, please do.
2: Excellent. Well, I again, I thank you so much. And at this point, I just need to kind of wrap up the show a little bit. But as always, uh, if people would like to learn more about uh, paranormal investigation, they're welcome to see the Spirits of St. Petersburg site at www.spiritsofstpetersburg.com, where I believe we have actually I know we have added your link because I added that. Uh, It's under our link section. And always remember to support uh, your local rescue organizations. I support Pug Rescue of Florida and do some uh, independent small animal rescue, but always remember that these are pets that are wonderful and they are always grateful for a good home. Thank you so much for listening to this show. Thank you, Sue Fowler, for being on it, and we look forward to our next episode. Have a wonderful day.
1: Pet Life Radio presents paranormal pets where you can always expect the unexpected each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters ghosts totems psychic animals animal souls animal angels and animals in religion with a little cryptozoology thrown in step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com